Lise, happy Blur's Day. We are in the midst of lockdown. <laughs> it feels like a happy Blur Day at the moment. I thought it'd be good for us to have another quick catch up, obviously during this lockdown, and try and have a sort of quick discussion about how we're both doing and how it's affecting us both. Uh, and then, of course, I wanted to just probably build a little bit on what we were talking about before about how it's impacting, um, potentially impacting the creative industry. And we'll talk about some other things, I think, um, about creative grits and growth mindsets um, uh, in that section. But first of all, Lise, the lockdown, how are you finding it? <laughs> how are you coping? It's only a week. It's only a week in here, um, and I think both you and I have had a few conversations recently about, and it's ever since the gyms have closed, I think we've probably both been hit hard, and we were seemingly indestructible until they closed the gym and told us there's no way to go outdoors. Then it's sort of, um, it definitely hit me. I've had my meltdown, and I'm good now. I'm actually good on the, on the other side of it, and I'm learning to run outside because we're still allowed to go outside as long as we're exercising here. Um, but in terms of, I think we're probably about the same stage as you are in the UK at the moment, where we're allowed to go out for like one of four reasons, because idiots on Bondi Beach abused the power. We now can only be on the move when we're outside. So where where are you at with the UK? Again, I think we've been in lockdown now for about two weeks. There's been a little bit of confusion about what lockdown actually means and what you can go out for. Um, they're, now they're saying you can only leave your house um, for essential reasons and, and as you suggested before it's about either sort of for food um, exercise um, no real guide as to what that entails but essentially going out for around about an hour or so I think is the sort of the agreed format wow <laughs> yeah I know I know but no one knows no one's really sort of defined this is how long it's, so you could go out for an eight-hour cycle ride if you wanted to but even then open spaces and parks have started to close now so you can't and you have the social distancing here again it's really weird isn't it this whole coronavirus thing it's watered out this whole new sort of vocabulary that people are using so social distancing now here is um two meters although they're now potentially talking about making that even further because there's discussions that the coronavirus will travel further during a cough or a sneeze so that could end up being a six meter social distance but right now it's two meters um and everyone is pretty much locked up in their own houses so you touched before lise on meltdowns now i wanted to have a quick discussion on this too because i think we're all feeling this pressure right now and the, that pressure being cabin fever i think Talk to me about this meltdown. What, what, what were you feeling? Oh, I think we're just definitely for me, like I just had a day when I woke up and it's everything that you've come to know and experience is changing. And, the, and in the last podcast, we were talking about it already, about the restrictions that have been placed upon us and how everything that we know is changing. And that as creatives, we're normally, I'm ever the optimist. I think, I still think now talking today, this is going to come with a much better outcome and it's forcing us to think different, be different, act different and challenge ourselves in completely different ways but we're allowed to be human at the end of the day and it's okay to be a little bit vulnerable to have a day where you wake up and go everything that I know and have come to get used to for me it was just a simple whenever I'm stressed or I've pressure or whatever it is I go for a run or I hit the treadmill and that's my freedom. That's my put a podcast on, put some music on and go for a run. And just, I suddenly woke up and realized I can't even do that. And like I can do without all of the, like you can close all the super, all the stores and everything and stuff like that. It's actually, if nothing else, like we're all saving stacks of money and it's forcing us to like put aside everything that's kind of useless like, you know, little things now don't really, they're not really important. But it did, it just, I did have a meltdown. I was, uh, what am I going to do? What does the future look like? And for, definitely for us in Australia, and I think you probably have the same in the UK, they've told us it's going to be for at least three months. So the realisation of that, the first day it happened, I was like, right, it's going to be for three months. And I had my meltdown. And then after a couple of days where, because we're still allowed to exercise here too, you can go for a run over the bridge as long as you, we're social distance as well. So we're two metres social distancing. And when people respect that, it's good. We've got police on the streets to maintain it. That once you get used to that, I'm okay now. Like I can do that. But I still have moments where I'm like, oh, how long is this for? And it's, 
there's a natural what is it a habit is the hardest thing to change well my habit was when I'm stressed I go to the gym so I'm being forced to change a habit within 30 days I'm sure within a week already I feel better about it but I still have little moments pockets where I go it's not okay and you accept that it's not okay you accept that it's different we're going to talk a bit more about strategies of coping in these kind of situations but for me that was a meltdown I was just like I can't I can't do this anymore or I can't, like, what, what does this look like? Because it's not just in a few days' time it'll all be okay. It's long-term. It's long-term, not just for us. It's about, it's about protecting other people, right? Like we're relatively fit and healthy, but it's about protecting the other people around us and looking out for one another. I, it's, it's one of these strange things. We're going, every single person now is going through the same thing, where it's a period of self-reflection. You're starting to question you as an individual and... Um, almost having to redefine our own life's needs and right why are we here what are we doing this for and these lockdowns are forcing families to spend time with one another um we've got a young baby and being in under the same roof as your baby for let's say 23 hours in the day something that i've not i'm not used to um you know you, you tottle out to work and you come back and, and under normal circumstances but right now you're having to live it and breathe it every day uh, as in life at home and the, difference, the difference for that is as well is that if you're normally and I'm sure you're the same is that you have a professional life and you have a home life and because so many people are being able uh, being forced to work from home which is which is fine like a lot of people are able to work from home and it's changing that model which we spoke about in the last podcast and that's great but at the same token like even I know like I've got my mum staying at the moment and being able to put myself into professional Lisa versus home Lisa to deal with someone else who's also stressed about the whole situation like you have to be these two personalities and how that comes together like I actually find myself I've been reading a lot of my old um, semiotics based studies and things and looking at there's actually a, a Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, in terms of what we need from a human point of view and that's quite an interesting one to look back to in terms of the physical needs that we do need, we need food, water, rest, warmth, and that kind of stuff. But there's, the top of that triangle is about self-actualization and creativity, and we're being forced into, we've got to reach the top of that triangle at the moment because we're all questioning, why am I here? What am I doing? What's the purpose and what's the point? And it makes you think about all those things, and you've got time to think. <laughs> yeah, it's very true, very true. Um what I was going to quickly mention, actually, is something which I spoke about in the last podcast is um, here in the UK, freelancers and contractors were going to be stung by the government's IR35, um, but the government were going to start to question people's why they were working um, with certain agencies and you're, limited, you're being limited, essentially, to not becoming a permalancer in certain agency environments. Well, they've actually, since we had that discussion, they've now decided to postpone that for 12 months which is great news but again that was That's just a mini win for freelancers it was well it is and was but again this is just before um the lockdown began so um it's almost paled into a bit of insignificance uh, for the moment because now people aren't focusing on that at all freelancers contractors many of us um, aren't necessarily working from home because we don't actually have and it's very difficult to go and actually um source new work as a freelancer when you can't actually get out of uh, your environment it definitely depends how you've built up that freelancer model doesn't it and i know we can talk about like strategies and how it's affecting us i mean like you and i have both got our own sort of little business and network so it's not like we're always reliant on being freelancers that go into agencies but i can't imagine what it must be like if you're a freelancer in the, like all you've ever known is going into agencies not connecting with people and now you've got to do even you've got to connect with people somehow but do it online it's, it must be it's hard it is very hard and i think we're all having to as you said before redefining our life's needs is important as well but um we're all i guess having to question how we even spend so people are having to tighten their belts a little bit um and watch their spend as such and i guess without being too woolly about it reassessing their daily purpose so what this does actually line us up quite well for is the sort of the big section that I wanted to really touch on today is resilience and creative grit. Um, and I think what we quite cool is that we can discuss how we think we can do this. Um, and in terms of resilience, um, there's lots of different, sort of, I guess, definitions of what it actually is. But I found a perfect um, definition of resilience by a chap called Matthew Johnson, who's a sort of an author and illustrator. He's done some awesome little cool sort of small books but I've got one here in my hand 
Um, but he describes resilience as all about developing a degree of flexibility and acceptance when it comes to life events. So it's not so much about what happens to you at the time of the event, but how you respond and bounce back afterwards. Definitely. And you should put a few of his little illustrations up on the bottom of the podcast if you're able to do that or share his details. But yeah. Um, and if you read, like I've been watching quite a lot of TED Talks and I hate to always draw on Simon Sinek, but he does have a few um, decent podcasts that are about kind of defining your why and then bouncing back when you've failed going, I'm not perfect. Uh, Brené Brown is another one that does a really good TED Talk on vulnerability. And it is just about accepting that like we can fail and right now we don't have all the answers, but we're going to try and we're going to keep going. And in terms of creative grit, I've got it being about sustained, consistent effort towards a goal, even when you struggle, falter or temporarily fail. And it's that whole it's that whole tub thumping thing of I get knocked down and I get back up again for me. It's, uh, and it is you'll have days where you get up and go, I can't cope with this. And you go, no, but I'm going to get back up and just just keep going I think someone said to me the other day it's okay just to crumble when it's like this and it is it's okay to have a day we said it's okay to have a day when you have a meltdown but for me the key is that don't let that become an excuse get up like keep going because you've got to as creators we've got to keep going good things come from this I think touching on that I think it's important to understand that these I don't know what the other word or form might use for um, meltdowns but where we do start to question why we're in this situation and how we're going to get out of it. I think it's absolutely normal to do that. I think we do that every day anyway. But what we need to do is understand that there's a way in which we can get out of these sort of um, mental queries or hurdles. We just have to try and establish how we're going to um, move forward with it. And I think there was a, another definition, which is, a, I think, is defined as the modern definition of resilience, which is advancing despite adversity so somehow getting a grip of those thoughts being it the worries you've got sort of why you're having these meltdowns and trying to understand okay what can I control right now there are lots of things that we can't but there are some things that we can control I think that's really good and that definitely comes into one of our first strategies doesn't it kind of reframing the perspective on it and working out what you can control versus you can't control and in terms of creative grit, then, Lise, because I, I love that format. I don't, I don't quite know where it's come from, whether it's a definition. <laughs> it or... kind of, no, it kind of comes from we talked about resilience a little bit. And I've done a previous YouTube um, video podcast thing with a friend of mine called Jeremy, who has his own YouTube on creative bravery. And for me, creative bravery, which is kind of that whole risk taking and creative grit kind of go hand in hand. And so at the minute we're talking about needing the resilience and needing to keep going and you do that by being brave and I think as creatives generally we develop this growth mindset and if we can nurture it there are different strategies that we're going to talk about to to keep it going and so grit and and brave are two words that they just go side by side for me because you can't bravery is the taking a risk and doing things and I've read a really good book just recently by Martin Neumeyer that's about when everyone else is going zig you zag yes and it's that what everyone else is doing like just think just think differently and at the minute we're surrounded by people who are you might get it you might have we've all got it I'm sure you've got people around you there that are like if you cough or sneeze it's like what have you got it you've got the virus and it's you, you can't think like that you can't you've just got to be sensible about all of this but it's easy to get sucked into it but I think creatives more than anything we see a lot of this we can see the opportunity and I think it's a it's a good time I mean if you invest in nothing else like we can't obviously meet with people at the moment but connect with other people who are creative or even work to coaches and mentors find new mentors talk to people who are different to you so you can have different perspectives come together because when we're stuck in our own isolation mode, you can get stuck in your own head and your own bubble. Well, Lisa, I, I think what we've got for the next next section, which is perfect now, because you also you were talking the other day about um, strategies for success in chaos. And again, we're again uh, reframing that into something along the lines of growth mindsets. Uh, do, do you have specific coping mechanisms that you're, that you're using at the moment to try and sort of see you through these sort of I don't want to call them darker days, but the days where you do start to question what you're doing. Um, well, in terms of strategies and stuff, I mean, look, I'm a bit like you at the moment. So I, I'm lucky enough that like, I do have some bits of work 
ongoing but I'm using the time to really squirrel down and create content and do so much learning and kind of content mapping for what is the future going to look like because there's a lot of really great things that you'll have seen come up this week um Dyson have created a ventilator in 10 days he's designed a ventilator that's helping so many people in the UK and these are really reactive things to the current situation a lot of one of the gin distilleries here has gone out of business because obviously no one's going to bars to distill the gin so they've used those machines to create hand sanitizer so there's quite a lot of things that we're seeing that you go wow that's an amazing idea and that's quite a reactive state so what I've been thinking about is okay there's some really good reactive things but where do we go beyond reactive so once once this initial three months six months is gone what will people need there's a lot of people going to be needing like the change it's going to be a huge change for everyone a lot of people can't cope with change so I've been scribbling down and doing a lot of thoughts around what does the future look like and then once you put your head into the future you kind of not stuck in the now so I struggle when I get stuck and I, and I do get there where I go it's now and, and I don't know how to cope now but if I think about what the future can look like or might look like I'm not stuck in the now it's transient and one of our strategies, the strategy I have, and we've written it down, is develop a sense of optimism. Now, you know that I am someone who I'm an, and I am an optimist. When someone says this is going to happen, then I try and see the brighter side of it. I try and see that this, this is, this is going to move forward. It's transient. It's changing. It changes by the day. And the innovations that are coming out of it are changing by the day. So we're seeing good things amongst the chaos. And I'm, I'm also a bit of a science nerd, so I read all the science. Of, I it fascinates me that certain blood types are more likely to get this virus. People with, I was reading today, you're less likely to get it if you don't have adenoids, which is because it can't cling to your respiratory tract. Nerdish things, but like I'm just like the science of it. I'm a bit of a science nerd, so I'm fascinated by that. So the more you learn without stressing yourself, and getting kind of you know caught up about it I've just been learning as much as possible I've been reading books that are about our industry just read more educate yourself more do creative things I've started writing more um and just creating content for me and just sitting at a computer and creating content has been really therapeutic like looking and playing with fonts and even like sketching out ideas like, like I found it really good to a good way to take back that control so I'm, I am a bit of a control freak. And so it teaches me that you can't be in control of everything. But what you can be in control of is what you create and what you make. And, and so I've actually, the sense of optimism and going, this is going to, in three months time, I'm already then thinking three months down the track. I know it's not forever. So you can put up with the now if it's not forever. So what things you can control is, the, in terms of the gym things, like I need to, how can I still get my steps in? So you were talking earlier about buckets of sand so you can lift weights or whatever so we, we're developing new ways of coping in even down to the stores that are closed that you go well I need this the only thing I can get is from the grocery store you know like the other day it's really random enough abstract as it is that we had an inspection on the apartment and they were still doing it but you needed to clean but there's no cleaning equipment left in the stores so it was thinking about innovative ways to mix, like I've got essential oils here. So we were using water and mixing eucalyptus oil to clean the windows. Lemon juice, lemon really juice and vinegar. Egg. Well, you can't get vinegar. <laughs> Everyone's cleaning everything out of the supermarkets. Can you not grab the vinegar so on the side of the beaches that people use for um, jellyfish stings? Yeah, the, but it's blue though. Uh, um, so, so going back to coping mechanisms, so yeah, developing a sense of optimism. You and I are both quite optimistic, but you're allowed to melt down, but just you've got to put it in, I try and put it into perspective to go, all right, it's not forever. You've been through worse. I've done other crazy things in life. So, you know, like I've done stupid stuff before that was of my own creation. So I can only blame myself. Whereas at the moment we don't, we can't blame anyone for what's going on at the moment. We can only deal with it. So just think positive, like it's not forever. The positive psychology mindset really helps. And there's help out there, Liz, you know, there's help out there because everyone is going through the same thing and having the same thoughts. Your neighbour, be it, you know, in the same apartment block or on the street, they will all be having the same thoughts. And I think what this whole situation is allowing us to do is reconnect with those people, which perhaps previously we didn't. We probably left the house, went out to work, came back and avoided everyone. But right now we... We're being forced into this sort of community spirit, 
And I don't want to say forced into it because some people are welcoming it and think this is brilliant. Somehow now I'm starting to realise that we're all human beings. We're here to look after each other. And I know that we touched on it earlier before we started recording about this whole, and we'll talk about it in shortly actually about the new landscape, but it's going, there's a levelling off now and there's no sort of hierarchy of that person next door is better or you know, in some way because they've got a better car or a bigger house or whatever. We are all now in that same situation. Everyone, doesn't matter where you're from, what walk of life you are, you're all susceptible to this right now. So, for, um, But for me personally, on coping mechanisms, uh, very basic, and I, you can probably read me like a book here. So number one, it's me about, it's a forming a routine. So if we're talking about blurs days, and you've, it's quite difficult because you go to work, you know, understand that, right, Monday morning feeling, you know what that feels like, midweek, that Friday feeling, what Sunday feels like. At the moment, every day has that sort of similar sort of, crikey, what day is it? I don't know. Do we need to know what day it is? Probably not. We just need to understand right now, we're all in, the, in, the, in that same blurry day. And the interesting thing is like, I've got friends who are, um, who've got like the routine nine till five, even though they're just working from home. Like I'm actually the opposite in the other moment. Like I'm someone who's not good with routine. So I'm quite good when all my days are different and all the challenges are different. I have to break it up. So for me, I feel more restricted at the moment because there's more routine in that you can't go out or you can for a pocket of time. There's only a certain amount of places you can go. And I think creative people always look for, for the different answer. That's our brave part. If there's two paths to take, we'll take the darkest path or the one that's a bit like, oh, I'm not sure what's down there. And at the minute, all we can see is for the next three months, this is how it is. The days are the same and this is what you have to do. And some people are really good at that and I hate it I hate routine I like to break up the routine so for me I've actually that's been my meltdown has been the opposite to you in a way well I think this is this is me forming my own routines yeah and I think that's really it's a really good thing to do like I do the routine in terms of there's habits that I instill in terms of like you're the same in healthy eating and there's certain ways that you can I mean some people would have loved this because it means they can eat order uber eats every night do you know what if that makes you happy then hats off to you but for me it's i become more controlling with i want to eat healthy because it's one thing i'm in control of i want to make sure i get my daily exercise even though it's not the way i normally get it because i'm in control of it whereas you're not in control of where the next work's coming from you can't you there's certain things you can do um, and just keep creating stuff and and you know like now's a great time I've been working on things like I was doing it before anyway about core values and then how those core values can even come into this new phase so there's a really good podcast at the moment um, by a company called The Future which is F-U-T-U-R I mean Chris Doe and there's a podcast that they've just released a couple of weeks ago that's about vulnerability and human connection and it talks about richness use is about money to a lot of people but at the moment it's about what you can do to help someone help someone and help yourself and that's there's much more richness in that what can you do to you walk down the street and you smile at someone below your mask two meters apart and they give you that knowing smile and you've just made someone's day by acknowledging them and that there's so much more richness in that than there is in just about giving someone money it's not all about money at the moment it's about compassion Mm. I think the other thing which uh, this is also allowing us to do in in terms of growth mindsets um, is allowing ourselves a little bit of space. So doing stuff that perhaps you might have wanted to do in the past, but haven't necessarily had the time to do. um, And that's developing or learning new skills. Um, Something that I'm, I'm all for all the time is trying to learn new skills. I love doing it. Number one, I find it harder. The older we get, the harder it becomes to learn a new skill. So, for example, the other day I thought, well, I picked up the guitar that I've had laying around the house. Uh, I thought, right, I'm going to learn how to play this thing. Uh, I'm slowly, over each day, doing some sort of little bit of, sort of, I don't know, 20 minutes Have here. Have you got it, Mark? Is, is that the next? Are you going to do the music for the next podcast? Are you going to give us a I will do intro? the intro for the next podcast, I promise you. Uh, right now, you do not want to hear anything that I'm playing. And you certainly do not want to hear me sing alongside it because my voice is awful. Um, but no, so learning and developing new skills, I think, is one which you can sort of make the most of this time. And again, some of these others, which I'm just going to mention very quickly, is the routines, obviously, we've just discussed. Um, the other one is just keeping contact with your friends and family and colleagues, something which you might have just dismissed in the past and sort of, well, I'll speak to them next week. Right now, people really appreciate that. So connecting with these people, 
um, be it work colleagues as well, which I think is also important because they'll all be going through the same issues that you are. Um, but so connecting with your friends and your family more so than ever. And the other big thing, I, and I've just spoken about it before, is volunteering, something which me personally, I've always wanted a lot of, a lot more of than I actually do. And I don't do much of it, if I'm honest. Um, but now this is sort of making me think, you know, I've got to be able to do a bit more for my community now. And this is my opportunity. So offering myself out to sort of neighbours in terms of how can I help them? Can I go and get them things? Can I do things for them in some way? Or not just neighbours, be it, you know, going volunteering at the local supermarket. Can I help out stacking shelves? Can I go to help deliver stuff, whatever, just sort of give it something it's back. just small little things, isn't it? Like you say, like checking in on your neighbour or like I've been um, being in touch with like startups and, and even like small local businesses, even just going online and supporting them. Like a lot of our local cafes and things because they're not allowed to be open, we're actually allowed to get takeaway here. So just making sure you still use those people and those services like a lot of I, I'm sure it's the same there like no hairdressers or no service businesses are open but like if you can support them in any other way and know that when they make them believe that when they reopen you're there for them like it's huge about just even just like ref, even recognizing like go on LinkedIn recognize someone's great creative work like there's some really good sharing of work at the moment that people are doing and, and it's really nice to go on and go I really like this I think you're doing a and it's a we can all reconnect with each other and instead of going we spoke about it in the last one actually rather than going oh they've got work and I haven't or I need to work and they and it don't make it competitive just make it about sharing each other and championing our industry because when the world gets going and, and for a lot of people it, it's the same as it is environment design online design and all these kind of spaces support each other because our industry is really important to the rest of the world when it rebuilds. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's something we, we don't know how that, how that's going to look. And, and for brands, for example, how are the, some brands are going to have to rebrand and reposition themselves in lots of different ways. And what I'm finding quite interesting at the moment is certainly in your social media feeds, you're finding brands are still communicating in their, in their old way. And by that, I mean, some of it's outdated in terms of what they're having to sort of sell you or put forward to it to you. And it's, it doesn't, it's not appropriate. And you kind of feel that if it's not appropriate content you're providing or you don't have anything to say that's relevant, don't say it at all. And I know that some of these are automated um, feeds which are coming through to you, which are coming through from the brand's you know, algorithms or whatever, however it's being produced. But it's not relevant. And you kind of think you need to stop because if anything, you're doing your brand more damage than good. I think as well, like I think some of the bigger brands are out there and, and look, I think some of the stuff that people are doing to promote the NHS, because what the NHS do is great there in the UK, just like, you know, our health services do here in Australia. But I still think there are some brands that just by posting that we support them and we support them, it becomes more of a plug for themselves than actually supporting. There's actually a really good, I know I'm going to go off into my football nerd now because I've been missing it for so long, but there's actually a really nice video with Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, talking and someone asked him, you know, what do you think about coronavirus? And he said, look, I'm a football manager. Like, you want to talk to the experts, the people who are the scientists and the people who are studying this field. Why are you asking me? Like, I'm not someone to comment on it and it's not for me to say. I'm doing what I can to support the people around me. That's all you need to know. And, and that was enough for him to go like, why should I speak about this? Because it's not my expertise. Like I'll do what I can for the people around me and my community. And the actual, there's been a really good incentive that I've heard about footballers putting together rescue packages for kids in schools in the UK, because a lot of children are reliant on the school meal system is their only meal of the day. Once they're not at school, because the schools are closed, then they're not getting a regular healthy meal for the day. So there's actually, you know, some of the you know, the rich and famous, as it were, footballers, of doing things to, to give back to the community. And I think there's really nice things about that that you can do rather than making it about you. And a lot of brands at the moment are jumping on the, do this for, um, to, for your well-being, do this as if they're the experts. And if you're not an expert, leave it to the experts. Support people, show that you're there as a brand. And it makes, it makes me think about, I know, again, Simon Sinek and there's like, work out what your why is I've been doing loads of work with like smaller businesses or just people and I'm you know I'm it to me I love working with passionate people and now's the time when a lot of businesses who love what they do are struggling so how can we you and I are great at communication like how like how can we work with them 
to figure out who they are, what they are, and where they fit in this new world to to retain that passion because a lot of people are falling apart. I think so. And I think we just said before about um, not looking to do it through financial gain. It's almost sort of, listen, we are right now, we have the time available uh, and the space to help those who are in need. And that's not just about sort of the community around us, immediate, the immediate community, but also the businesses. There are some businesses out there who are struggling and do need some assistance in some way. And if, if it's just communicating this redefined message, that's what we're here to do. And we have that capacity to help right now. And it's not like we're being t- forced into a corner and we don't have the time. We've got the time. So, you know, it's just for the, those brands to reach out to the people like ourselves who can help out. So that we're here. You know, we're, we're not looking to sort of gain anything from this. We just want to help you. We want to sort of develop our own skills, too. Oh, definitely. We're all learning so much more. And like I was thinking today, like how much more are we learning about the world and how different countries and climates kind of are evolving or dealing with this kind of crisis that's going on around the world right now? It is quite strange, though, because here in Europe, we're finding that there are countries that are working. It appears so I shouldn't say this verbatim. I just know that from what of what you hear on the news, it appears that a lot of countries are working in isolation to sort of fix the the, the, the corona problem within their own countries and you you kind of want these countries to talk to one another more and I know that we are to a certain extent but you kind of think there must be a better way of doing this because we're all in this together every single country is facing the same thing right now sharing strategies sharing um, tests for example the corona test which is a big thing at the moment it can become a bit too much though so I've limited myself to 15 minutes of news as a recap every day and that's it because I think the more you listen and the more you learn and we've had crises all right not quite as bad as this pandemic but I was thinking like you know like there was SARS and there was the flu virus and the plague and stuff over generations but they didn't have social media and social media has kind of made us go like every, I've got one friend and she's completely she's socially isolating she sent me a picture of her fridge the other day because the only thing we're allowed to do here really is go out to supermarket shop and I've never seen a fridge so full in all of my life <laughs> um because that's a really you sent me that picture is, and it said it seemed like there's a lot of ice cream in there it's, she's it's, obviously it's um, stocking crazy, up on ice cream it? well because that's probably one of the only things you can actually get in the store but I, I couldn't believe it she said like oh, I you know I go and I've got my mask and everything on like there's no social acceptance no one cares what you look like anymore but her only pleasure was going to the store and I just thought like wow if you listen to only that friend you would start to you must start to you start to rise to the panic as well and if there's so much news you can be exposed to and watch and you don't know what's true and what isn't and I'm sure to a level countries are learning from each other you would be led to believe that Singapore have absolutely nailed it Um, And I was thinking, you know, we were talking today a little bit about China and what are they doing? Well, they're actually really good at social distancing because they're not as it's not a nation necessarily of you meet someone and you give them a big hug. Whereas Australia is struggling a bit because it's kind of a bit like, oh, I don't really know what to do if I'm not even allowed to shake your hand. So we've been learning quite a lot about cultures and how they react. I know someone said about, well, Italy is an aging population and they're also quite a lot. There's a really interesting article I was reading yesterday about why people are panicking about Italy, but the aging population and the fact that people are quite, they're huggers, they're social people. It's like, it's not saying that's why, but it, it has an impact. All of these things have an impact. So we're learning about different cultures organically now at the moment, because it's just part of how we're learning about the virus and how it's spread. Um, but ra- rather than being panicked by it, see it as a learning curve, see it as a, oh, I didn't know that about that culture. Learn from it. Like it's it's quite interesting. It is. Well, actually, that segues us perfectly into the sort of our, our last section, which is talking about the the new landscape uh, for, well, not just us as creators, but even how the world is going to look. Now, we no one knows how it's going to look, if I'm honest. But I think there are certain things we can try and predict and try and sort of align ourselves so we're sort of ready for when we're we're all sort of re-emerged from the sort of lockdown environments and how that happens. But I guess in terms of the changes that we can anticipate, um, one of the big ones is going to be the way in which we communicate with each other. I think we all know that now that people are now having to sort of do their meetings online and office spaces um, almost become redundant and how that's going to look in the future. Is it, are people going to start to understand, you know what, we don't necessarily need these office spaces that we had previously. We can work in this sort of um, global online community and the working from home environment um, might very well stick. 
and people will sort of start to sort of work from home a lot more and hopefully in some respects become more uh, family focused than perhaps they were previously we spoke in the last podcast, didn't we, about how it's changing the model of um, working from home and that it used to be a bit of a working from home was just Fridays and you get to finish early. Whereas it's getting people to rethink um, the whole workspace in that you can use anyone around the world. As long as they do the job and you connect well, then it opens up a gateway to go. If you if we work well together, you do the job. It, it allows for a much easier collaboration model, I think, rather than it being kind of office based. Um, but by the same, I do wonder though, and I do you think people will lose the ability to connect in person? There is that is a huge fear, I think, um, and I I hate the idea of that. I, I'm one that likes to sort of have meetings face to face, and I like to sort of meet with people as opposed to doing everything online. I think we're going to find that sort of balance. It may go very very well go one way to for a certain period of time, then we'll go back and say, you know what, we actually need to have. Um, meeting spaces where we meet up with each other um, but I think what this is allowing us to do is allowing to see right how does it work going one particular way i.e completely entirely online and then we'll find that balance later on I'm a hugger That's, I'll admit it you know I like to hug people when I say hello to people give a big hug and that that I'm finding really hard again I talked I spoke about it previously about walking on the street many many years ago I used to be a bit of a, a bit of a lump and people would cross the street from me anyway, just because of the way I looked. Um, now people are doing it to everyone. Where you sort of you look across, you look up the street when you're walking down the street, and you'll see someone probably 50 meters in front of you. They will cross the road. But as you said, they give you a knowing sort of nod to say, "Listen, no offense, but I'm doing this because I don't want to catch anything." So that, that we are we're going to have to learn to sort of adapt. I think. That's interesting how it's made you draw on something that you remember from childhood, though. So I think this can also lead to a lot of like um, mental and anxiety issues that um, I think they, they will grow. We've already spoken about things like domestic violence is up um, and, and poverty lines and things like that are all up. But it also does get us to address some of those issues that have probably been there a long time that haven't been addressed. So it's people, you know, the whole isolation thing. And we spoke about it before about pensioners or older people feeling isolated. Well, they've felt isolated for ages. It's just that now we're finally recognizing it because it's in a different context. It's in a crisis context. Um, so I think it opens the doors. But actually, I think like this potential now we're talking about three months, we might as well put the timeline on it. Three to three months minimum could go onwards. It's almost forcing us. It's forcing us into extremes, isn't it? So we're being forced to work remotely and work from home. And then I think previously we didn't know how to work remotely effectively. So it's it's like an intensive learning program at the moment. And that's how I'm trying to view it to go. It's challenging. It's a really intense time. It's a really intense time of learning new ways, how to figure out how to even learning so much about your own personal development in, you know, you are by yourself. And a lot of people aren't very good at being by themselves and, and working and, and putting themselves and productively by themselves. So it's putting us into intense learning programs. It's like a workshop for me. But at the end of it, we'll have learned something. And that's good. And so I think if you, as a creative person, if you're able to go, it's not forever. This isn't forever. There's, you know, it's transient. And we've all been through time where we've had to go through change. And it's not always easy when you're in it. But you come out the other side of it and we will come out the other side of it and it will be different and it will be ways to get used to. But we'll all have learned so much about ourselves, about each other. For going back to the, 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 the landscape and how we th potentially see it working, um, I think travel is something else that we know is going to change in some respects. So I think it's going to be a massive reduction. A dramatic reduction in travel um that's not just air travel i mean travel on roads um public transport do you think that's because of the cost or because of fear uh, it's going to be a bit both and we're also going to get used to the idea of not traveling so we're going to find alternative methods in, in which to communicate i think there there's going to be a massive change in big businesses as well i think we were touching before about the big airlines some of them are sort of asking for massive handouts from the governments because they they're not going to be able to survive these sort of coming months um so some of those will go bust and this new landscape is going to sort of ensure that i think the bigger companies will disappear and these smaller i think we discussed before didn't we about entrepreneurs are given this opportunity now to work at home and they'll be thinking of new companies new forms new ideas 
and these big businesses would be replaced by the small ones. Well, just now is the best time. All of those people that are forced to work from home that have that bit more time or if anyone's ever, a lot of businesses that may have gone bust, like that have got to start from scratch. If ever you've had the idea or the, what could I do? Or here's a little idea. Like now's the time to take risks and just have a go at something you've never done. Because like you say, some of the bigger players might be falling and it's now's the time for challenger brands, for challenger ideas. But I think it's about not doing it to better someone else it's about doing it for your own self-fulfillment and that that's what draws me but that's what had me looking earlier on about the maslow's hierarchy of needs and the fact that you know like curiosity and understanding knowledge it's about building ourselves from a creative point of view not to better someone else the richness comes from somewhere else it's about our purpose and our why if you will um and what we're all here for. And I tell you what else it did make me think of is that I was thinking at the start of this year, Pantone released their colour of the year every year. And I can remember having a bit a bit of a rant on LinkedIn, I think it was, about, oh, the classic blue it is this year. But that's not very exciting. And it's not very bright and bold and powerful and, you know, fearless. And at the moment, because we're all in pause mode or we're all in uncertainty and calm and thinking mode, the colour feels exactly right. I kind of looked at it and went, oh, maybe they did know what they were talking about all along. So, <laughs> so it's, a, it's, a, it's a, lot, a lot of reflection at the moment. There is. And I, I, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I think how things are going to look at the other end, whole situation, I think all we can do is sort of tr- be positive about it and think it's going to be better. Um, and I, I do agree with the idea that there's going to be a, a levelling out People are going to start to realise and understand that we're we're more equal than um, that we like to have thought previously. We we're also going to have to face some sort of tough times, as in we're going to lose probably some people who are close to us, older generations who will who will unfortunately. I mean, we're talking about death tolls. I don't want to get too dark, but death tolls will increase somewhat. But there's going to be a, a back end to that, and the back end will be that sort of we will have learnt from it, and hopefully, look after each other is going to be the biggest thing. I think ultimately it's going to, the, the, the landscape, definitely in creative industries and stuff, that it, it, it is changed. Creative people and generally our industry are good with change. There's a lot of people we can help as creatives that aren't so good with change. And we all have, like we say, our, our meltdowns, but ultimately it's going to be different. The future is going to be different to everything we've ever known before. We, it's a great time to be a creative because we can adapt. We can grow. We can learn. And look, think about it. Three months down the line, you'll go, I wish I'd done all those things in the time that I'd had. Um, because even if you're working nine to five or whatever, you've still got the time that you use to travel to work and all of those sort of things that you can use to, to, to do new, to learn new things now. We are having, we are having to adjust though. I, I think what I might touch on, I know we talk about people having more time on their hands. And I know from a personal experience right now, living in a house um, with a uh, young son, it's, you are presented with a new challenge and that challenge is right. When do you get that time to do that work or work on those new skills, whatever it be? And it's particularly difficult because it's sometimes under normal circumstances you'd have left the house gone to your work environment and your day was structured um so if you have young family in the house or old family isn't that sort of you know of any generation if you're if you're working in a if you're in a household where there's sort of multiple people and you can't control that space around you or where that creative space happens to be um you do have to be a bit more um i guess controlled um, and how you work out how when can you do work on those things so you might not necessarily have more time you've just got to be a bit more clever about when you can have that time definitely and there's an awful lot of pressure for you to do all of these things so everyone's like oh you know but you can do this now and there's actually that adds a different level of pressure doesn't it to when it's almost you feel guilty for having downtime like I'm an all or nothing person so I'm if there's time I'll fill it with something Whatever it is, I'll fill it with something, be it constructive or unconstructive. I'm not good with time. So when I there's so much time and there's so much to do, it almost becomes, well, I need to do that and I need to watch this and I need to feel that. And it, it takes a different dynamic to when you've got structured points of the day and that's all in the same space and that's all in the same part of the day, like you've got 24 hours. You don't have to fill it all, but because you're at home, like you, you'll have, you know, you, you've got to be a parent and you've got to get the work done. And, but there's also the world is saying to you, well, now you've got the time to learn this as well. 
I know, I know. There's a little bit of, um, I guess, hope in us all. Is it, oh, brilliant, we've got a bit more time now. So here's me sort of looking to, oh, I'll try and learn the guitar and do that other stuff. But deep down, I think subconsciously, I'm thinking I need to be working on um, new business strategies or new brand strategies. Um, so I think how things are going to look, again, just touching back on the new landscape, is brands will be coming out of this thinking we need to re-strategize and rethink how we communicate and what we communicate one thing that's been really interesting for me over the past couple of weeks is I've been learning a lot about consumer trends and, and um, looking into where that might go now because a lot of brands will be going, what do we need to do? But what they need to look at is how people are reacting. Uh, there's a really good article being released by The Lab, um, which is an insight agency in Sydney here, and it's free to download. And it talks about how Australians are reacting to the virus. So it's actually really interesting to read that and to go, if I'm a brand or a business, I need to understand how people are reacting to then respond to it, but also stay true to my core values. So it's now's a really good time to work, either work with someone, a creative or whatever, on what are your core values while you've got the time to do that. So that when the world wakes up and you realize what people need, you can understand which bits of you relate to what they need. So that's quite exciting. It's kind of getting you to think about you, but then think of you in the context of the world that's changed. Tell me, tell me a little bit about how, in the coming weeks what you're up to because i know that it's really difficult to try and sort of um define some form of established routine so what sort of thing are you going to look to do over the next couple of weeks well i've definitely started planning things into a diary um, in terms of giving myself targets and goals each day so there are a couple of projects that i have been working on that do need to keep going so we've got development work on a couple of the projects that have going in the food and beverage space um, and and so that's quite exciting. I've also been connecting with people who are still really busy motoring along at the moment in their nine to five, but not sure how long that's going to last for. So I've been talking to people about, OK, let's make sure let's see how long we can make that last for, <laughs> I suppose, and kind of like small businesses locally. I've also been like you. I've been talking to small local businesses to how I can help them, um, not from a monetary point of view, but just from a richness like, what can I give back? Because this is, I love this space that I live in and the people that are around me and the cafes that I go to and people that I work with even. So even supporting them, like I've been working, you know, sharing social media. But I've just been scrolling down and creating content and learning a lot about where the world might be going next so that so that I can help people as they need to start moving forward if they've got ideas and how they might fit in this new world. Like a lot of people do struggle with change. So for the next few weeks, I've got, I've got a lot of things that I'm learning. I've got a books that I'm reading, um, which is like, I'm not normally good as a reader because I'm reading three pages in and then I get distracted. So I've actually, it's actually been really good at forcing me to focus and like you learning guitar, it's really feels rewarding to learn something new and then test yourself on it. So yours will be quite therapeutic. It's the control thing, isn't it? It's something you're in control of. So I've been, yeah, working with the people that I'm already in contact with. So I've also been taking time to, like I said, like I've got family here at the moment. So that's been really good. And making sure the people around me are okay. I've been making sure I go out in nature every day. We are still allowed to walk outside here, thankfully. And just appreciating everything that is around me in context to the people that are completely locked in. Even people that have really small spaces, like I'm not saying, like I've only got a one bedroom apartment, but it's big enough that I've got space to separate life and work and stuff like that. Um, so for the, next, for the next few weeks, if anyone does want to get in touch and they want to work with me in terms of if you're a business or a person or a company that's looking to where they want to go next, and, and I'm sure you'll say the same, Mark, like, let us help you. Let's talk see where where your challenges are and how you might work in the world um because yeah like that's i love working with passionate people so finding businesses that are still passionate let's make sure they're the ones that are championing in this this world as it moves forward yeah i know a lot of a lot of businesses are in survival mode right now um but i think now is the perfect opportunity to try and sort of think how are we going to look at the other side of this um, so looking beyond the survival mode, and it's particularly difficult when it is, I mean, we were discussing before about people living right now hand to mouth and really struggling or, or have been living hand, hand to mouth and struggling and now having to sort of um, reach out to the government to look for assistance. And I think so many households are in that same position. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, support kind of your other fellow creatives around you. Like you and I have been working 
for ourselves for a while. So like, like, like I say, like I've got projects and I, I'm not like work has gone quieter, but I'm not, with, I'm not without work completely. And there are some, it's opened up opportunities on some levels because, you know, people can now work with us wherever we are. Cause as long as we do a good job, then it opens doors and things like that. But we've got to support the other people who aren't used to this people who perhaps been in agencies that have been suddenly lost their job and don't know where to go as a creative network like what can we learn there's been loads of like online groups and things that have been put online here to help creative people get together and feed off each other so it's more about what can we do to help other people in our industry well i think that's our strength really um both you and i but creators we do stick together and we like to work together as sort of of groups um I know that all the agencies I've worked in, working together in sort of small groups, uh, creative sets, is, is brilliant. And you fire off each other's ideas. Um, so long may that continue. Um, Lise, I think we've had a fantastic chat. Um, and how can people get in contact with you? Um, should they want to sort of touch base and have a quick chat or work, talk about work? Um, they can get in touch with me on LinkedIn is Lisa Hastings. I've got a website. It's lisahastings.me or Instagram, DM me at shoebox20. Um, and I would say to people, um, it's okay to not be okay and have a day when it's not okay and you have a meltdown. And admittedly, we've been there. But don't make it forever. Like, don't hibernate forever. Like, just get out and start doing stuff because you'll feel so much better for it. And connecting with you, Mark. Yep, I will put all my contact details on the bottom of the show notes, but essentially just you can email me at mark.gray at bluenectardesign.co.uk. Lisa, fantastic. And I'm pleased to hear that you're well and family's well over there too. Um, likewise here, everything is well. Um, I'm not suffering at all in terms of uh, any illness just now. Uh, long may that continue and family's all good. So um Lisa, thank you ever so much. Um, we will chat in the coming weeks. Thanks, Mark. Chat to you soon.